1: Now I'm going to talk about Randy. (laughs) There's a little personal inventory for you. Uh, I just wanted to remind you guys that uh, they can't hear or see it over the mic, but uh, this is the new haircut at prime time, (laughs) so... um, at the end of the group, uh, we're, we're going to have somebody who's going to be elected with a little shaver. And <laughs> Thanks, Charles. And then the orange robes we pick up outside. <laughs> uh, this step is sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him. Praying only for his knowledge, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. So, uh, I had a lot of trouble with this step. Trouble is the wrong word. I had to keep uh, my process in, in Alcoholics Anonymous and in Prime Time has been to get these steps off the wall so I could experience them in my life and use them. And I had, uh, I had a lot of difficulty in doing that. Um, I noticed that uh, I can't figure this stuff out in my mind. I don't know what your experience is, but I have a lot of information. I was just talking to Tony before we started it. there's a lot of information that it, that has been put forth here and I don't know about you but I can't get my mind around that information all I can get from it is an experience so I want to talk a little bit about that uh first of all meditation I practice meditation and and have uh and it's an invaluable tool uh, but I also understand there are different kinds of meditation. And one that I discovered for me, I'm a writer, and and I've written as a result of coming to prime time and and hooking up with Bob and my sponsor, Ted, I begin to write. I've written twelve books. And what happened for me is that meditation became writing. Writing became meditation. When I'm writing, I'm not in my thoughts. I'm in my thoughts about the work. If you're a painter or if you're a mechanic or if, you're, if you work with your, and you involve yourself, all of a sudden there's a lot of space there. I get up from having worked and I don't feel... Writing is not pain for me. I feel relieved. I feel nurtured from it. It's a form of meditation. So I just thought I'd include that because I do a standard meditation... But then I do something else. I involve myself in my work and that frees my mind. Uh, But the hook in this step for me, and I don't know about you, but this is what caught me, is conscious contact. Improve my conscious contact. Uh, Years ago in the 50s, there was a thing called the Polaroid land camera. Do you know what a Polaroid land camera is? All right. It instantly developed photographs. And the people who invented Polaroid wanted to get great advertising, so they went to Africa. I'm telling you a true story. And they photographed the tribesmen in a very primitive tribe. Guys that had never seen a mirror, and they took the chieftains and they, they brought them together and they showed them the photographs they had taken of them. They could not see the images in the photographs. All they could see were the dots on the paper. They couldn't see because they had never that concept had never been presented to them. They'd never engaged in that kind of thing, and all they could see was the dots. That's Dan for the first seven years in Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> I had to get these steps off the wall. And let me just read you this. I'm talking about step 11. The spiritual of oh, this is Fox. The spiritual coming of age cannot be hurried or forced, but must appear in its own good time when the consciousness is ready. Fix your attention wholeheartedly upon spiritual things, and meanwhile, do all that needs to be done in the ordinary way and without consciously trying To make haste, you will be amazed to discover the peace at which your soul has hastened. I can't get my head around this stuff. But I can experience it. Conscious contact. So here's my example of step 11. Bob Anderson uh You know, I was at those early retreats, and and, uh, Bob would just hammer these steps and repeat them again and again. And at about my third or fourth retreat, when I still could not understand the dots, you know, the the photograph, Bob was a guy who who had had his esophagus removed and his intestines attached to his throat, given 1% chance of living out the year. Bob would stand in front of the people at our retreats and he would talk for 6 or 7 hours. And he had that chemo pack on his side that would hiss every 30 seconds. And you'd hear him talking and you'd hear shh. Now, I don't know if you know anybody who's taken chemo. Most people who take chemo have that treatment and then they go to bed for 10 days. Anderson would do that for 12 hours over at at periods of 12 hours over a weekend. Then he would have coffee until 3 in the morning. Then he would sleep until 5.30 and then he'd get up and do it again. Nobody told Anderson he was dying. Or they told him (laughs) that was okay. He had his God and his work. I had to have a practical application for step 11. My conscious contact. I looked at a man in front of me who was a miracle of conscious contact. And I prayed to God to just keep me in the moment. And I asked Bob, how do you do this? And he said, right now. I said, Bob, how? but how do you apply? He said, right now. In the day you're in. Which used to annoy me. In the day you're in. Okay. You mean today, Bob? Yes, I mean in the day you're in. But see, that's, some of us come in here and we can't see, we can only see the dots, we can't see the photograph, and I'm one of those. I had to experience these steps, and like Fox talks about, the spiritual coming of age can't be forced, it must appear in its own time. Take the information you're getting into your heart, not into your head, and see if you can draw closer improve your conscious contact. That's the hook. The hook is when I get into my car, I ask God for help. When I go into a meeting, I ask God for help just to be with me, just to be present with me. I do that, I don't know, 50 times a day. I ask God to be with me. So then what happens is when I'm upset, step 10 whenever i'm disturbed no matter what the cause there's something wrong with, when I, i'm not that far from god i'm in i have accumulated time with god i'm not drawn or attracted to upset anymore i'm attracted to my high, the experience of my higher power in the moment right now that makes sense somebody nod i'm done thank you If you have any questions, oh, they're coming on down. Where's uh? There's Mr. Clay. Question number one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have somebody who asks numerous questions. Win is constantly. Am I getting that right? Did I get that right? Win is constantly. Yeah. <laughs> tell you what, I'll tell you what, some of us are slow studies in this deal. And Bob suggested to me, and you've heard this on tapes and and at primetime, that I wear my wristwatch, take it off my left, left wrist and wear it on my right wrist. I have been doing that for a long time. And I've... See, I don't know about you, but I thought the experience of living was being upset, was being charged or with desire. I thought living was a function of my adrenaline rushing. That's not the case. The more I go to God, the, more, the less I'm attracted to that. So constantly is as often as possible. How can I best serve thee? Thy will not mine be done. These are the thoughts which must go with us constantly, with me constantly.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I, uh, in fact, when I'm asking for this power to, now I don't do it perfectly, but when I'm asking for this power to be with me, I'm on the plane of inspiration. When I'm asking for this power, what happens is I begin to get messages. I begin to to get intuition. I suggest this to you. We wouldn't be here if we didn't have an experience of God being in our lives. This would just be another course. Ken's over here nodding. Uh, You know, this is not another technical course at a university. If it were, Alcoholics Anonymous might have two people leading each other in silent prayer. <laughs> no, this, this is an experience. This is an, a spiritual experience. This is a relationship with God to improve my conscious contact with God as I understood Him. I tell you, or as I experienced Him. Now, I use, I often say that. I don't know if I understood him. I don't know. But I do experience him. When I ask for Al Chima was talking about When I ask for help and I get help, when I get intuitive guidance, it's not a mistake, guys. It's a way of life. Thank you. you. Uh, Why should we pray only for knowledge of His will and the power to carry that out. Well, you know, forgive me for saying this, but uh, you know, in the beginning, uh, I had I prayed for some pretty d- bizarre stuff. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and it, I think it says on page eighty-seven. It talks about a little bit of delusion that we get. You know, we're praying. Uh, you know, you know i need a parking meter you know uh, you know uh, uh what happened for me is i had to just ask for that presence over time i had to just ask in the moment and that's that's really the i think the essence of the primetime message is to have a relationship with god right now a living god and you'll get intuitive guidance thank you Uh, how do we get the knowledge of his will? How do we know the difference between self-will and his will? Yeah. Yeah. Here's what Bob used to say. If I'm with this power right right now, and right now, and right now, and right now, and right now, that I'm getting information from the power. If I consult me, if I have a charged thought and I have an opinion about that, I pray about it. Uh, Ron was Ron Good was talking about it, but uh, he did the step. I do if I'm in doubt or if I'm confused or if I'm see my problem is not the thoughts that come and go, it's the thoughts that come and stay. Ted always said that. My problem is in my thinking. So if I can't get rid of a thought that has turned into a feeling, what I do is write about it. I write letters to God. I ask for help. Because you know what? When I'm upset, there's no God around. you You got to get this. When I'm upset, there's no relationship with a higher power because I'm upset. Dan's king again. What do I do? I gotta get, so if I can't get another alcoholic on the phone or if I can and it still doesn't go away, I say I write a letter to God. Use it. It's a wonderful, step 10 is a wonderful tool. And I guarantee you it works. I guarantee you it works. Don't stay. My recovery is based on how quickly I get back to God in my thinking. Does that make sense to you? how quickly I keep that relationship going. Last one. How do you know the difference between God's will and your will if your brain is broken? Yeah, how do you know? Well, if you're like me, you keep asking. You keep asking and and petitioning God in the moment to be shown. And then you talk about the upset with another person, and then again, you write about it. If I'm upset, if the thoughts that come and stay won't leave me alone, what I have to do is take some action to relieve myself of those. That's what this probe, that's what application is about. So, you know, last thing, as I said, you can't figure this stuff out, but you can experience it with help, with spiritual help. Thanks very much.
0: Well, my name is Reggie, I'm an alcoholic. That's uh, the most certain thing I know. Uh, hopefully you can stay awake for me just a little while longer. <laughs> with me, not for me. <laughs> and, um, it's, um, it's step 12, is where I take and put all these things that I've been embracing this way of life, and I put them to work in my life on a daily basis. <clears throat> That's not now and then, it's all the time. Uh, and it, uh, you know, as I said, um, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, uh, I try to carry this message to alcoholics. And practice these principles in all my affairs. These principles are a spiritual simple kit of spiritual tools laid at my feet, talked about in the book. I didn't know what they were for a long time. Matter of fact, I went up to Bob at one of these retreats on a Saturday morning in ninety-two. I said, Bob, I don't know what the principles are. And he had a briefcase down alongside the table. He reached in and put a uh, piece of paper, and some of we got the benefit of that first copy, because I ran over to Father Gerald's office and made 50 copies of uh, the 12 Spiritual Principles, you know, because I didn't know what they were. I was ignorant. I was uninformed. Uh, I wanted to live this life, but I didn't know how, and I didn't have that information, and Bob, we had it, and pulled it out and gave it to me, and those little cards that I pass out are the benefit of that, uh, that day, you know, and it's, um, <clears throat> It says here on these little cards, which are so cool, from page 63. It said, we had a new employer. Being all-powerful, uh, he provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well. Okay. It's not my work. Okay. It's uh, it's about being useful in my life. Can I be there for you, whoever you are? Not once in a while, but all the time, yeah. 24-7. Uh, I, I, get, uh, I get the nudges from uh, inspiration, intuitive thought, a directive, you know, uh, a phone call, a statement somebody says, because I'm living awake in my life, I hear what they say, it's a request for something, and I say yes, okay? it's an ongoing thing, I do this from the moment I get up to the time I go to bed, and when I fall short of it, I don't stop and beat myself up, because that just delays my progress, I want to be a better man. I want to be a better man, Uh, and uh, maybe I don't know how, and the courage to ask, which I was able to do with Anderson, you know, Uh, so many people attribute so much to him, and greatly so, he kept himself fit and prepared uh, to be there for any request, you know, that that was my experience, you know, he never said, no, that's not right, (laughs) (laughs) you know, he never blocked me, shut me down. Limited me in my perceptions, you know. He said, "Well, okay, but what about this? Maybe it, what, if, what if it meant this?" And then he would give me an alternative, it would give me option, you know. And, and it kept me open. See, if we said no, that's not right. I would have closed down. See, every time you say no to somebody, that closes. It's a closure. You want to stay open. And, and this is carrying a message of recovery. Recovery, not a message of just not drinking. If I ever saw it just not drinking, I had a m- gun in my mouth a long time ago. <laughs> it's about living free of the madness that I carry inside of me. Because it's a madness, and it doesn't go away. As a matter of fact, every time I open up a book and I read something for my own edification, it's reading right along with me, finding how it can plagiarize the idea I'm trying to embrace so that I can still have sway over me. That's how powerful it is. Huh? <laughs> hopefully I'm out of the way and this, this stuff is just coming through that's what it's about it's about getting out of the way and let God do the work you know because I certainly can't I don't have the power Like of power is my dilemma you know that little small small still voice that said uh, you wouldn't be looking for me if you didn't already have me you know that, 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 that is there it resonates in me over and over again. Uh, carrying the message in this book here. <laughs> 24 pages. <laughs> Except 12 and 4 pages. By now, get up and get on with it, you know. Uh, it says here, um, what brought me here is still here with me. Okay. That, that madness that brought me to recovery uh, goes with me. Okay. What I learned to do is not go into that area for my information today. I go and I built a brand new character. I put a new set of thoughts and ideas over on this side, and I've learned to go there for my life. And every time I show a lack of kindness or, or a sense of being there for someone else, it adds substance and structure to the new man. And like you said, there'll be a day and one day when you wake up, and you'll wake up with a new man, and you have no reference to the old character. You know? that, that, that's, that's a goal within reach of every human being. And, and that's the whole idea, that I can be a, a wealth of goodness and loving in my life. And I don't have to compromise one single thing that happens in my day. Am I there yet? No. But but I'm on the way. <laughs> I'm in the progress of, of unfolding and developing myself so I've been totally useful to others. And because of that, my usefulness to myself will be complete. You know, this is a this is a journey, you know, it's a journey. Uh, and it, it isn't a destination because God has it rigged, he has it fixed. Uh, the, the destination is a given, we're going to wake up in the castle. <laughs> the thing is, is to get there. You know, I, I look upon every everything like this in my life as the prodigal son, you know. Uh, we're all prodigal sons. We were given our inheritance, you know, and cause we asked for it. Because we wanted to live, leave our father's house and, and find our own way. You know, and I squandered, I squandered my inheritance. I realized the error of my way, all beaten up and damaged. And I had the courage to turn around and head back to my father's house. You know, where he welcomed me with open arms. Not only open arms, he held a celebration. Killed a calf in a tremendous celebration. You know, my son has returned, you know. And um, the thing is, so, and and I was so uh, taken by that, I asked if I would get back in the family business. And he was overjoyed, overjoyed, I, absolutely, my son. And I said, well, what do I have to do? He says, only two things, show up every morning <laughs> and do the simple assignments you're given every day. And I'm not going to judge how you do those assignments. The, the important thing is that you show up and you do them, you know. That takes the guilt and all the weight out of any performance I do. So perfect isn't in the picture. Cause this is practice, these principles. Practice leads to progress, not perfection. Perfection will happen something outside of this life. <laughs> you know, it doesn't happen in my life. But practice makes progress. And in that progress, I define the man I am. So I can be useful. And when I sit alone in my own thoughts, I'm in good company. Otherwise the assassin is in the house, you know. There's an idea I had a while back where what happened somewhere back in time, ego came in and stole my land. <laughs> Just ripped me off in a big way without my knowing it, you know. And, and, and somehow in the course of living in recovery, I learned to go and reclaim my land, you know. I'm taking back my, my land. Uh, you can't take my peace from me. I can give it up, but you can't take it from me. Cause it's mine. It's hard fought. <laughs> I worked really hard to find a sense of peace within myself, and I'm not about to give it up today. You know, this is a, this is a way, and you know, and I say, you know, can you, can you stay awake? You know, and I realize in a room of people, there may be a percentage that's there, and they want to hear. And they came a long distance to hear, and they paid good money to hear, but they can't hear. You know, Bill used to say that more often than he does. <laughs> I missed that last night. But um, it's about, uh, you know, uh, can I hear? Can I hear this message of recovery? Can I stay in this room and not be out on the patio or thinking what I'm going to do when I leave here in a couple of hours? You know, but uh, to stay in the room and get the essence of what's being presented for my life. Not just so that I can have a sense of uh, a daily reprieve, but that I can enrich my life and I can define these things in me that are being presented here so that I can be this man. Not just now when I'm among people and my my people, but when I'm out there in life and I'm driving down the road, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm I'm having opinions about your driving, you know. Uh, Anderson used to talk about his driving, you know, he'd drive his car, my car, and everybody else's car, you know, to the point of running them off the road, which he did at least once, I know of, he admitted to, anyhow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's about being able to walk this path with this sense that I, I belong here, and, and uh, I can do these things that life's asking me on a daily basis. And so I can carry this message, you know. It isn't my message. I don't have a message. My message is we haven't got enough and we need to get yours. <laughs> <laughs> I was good at taking your stuff. I really was. I, <laughs> and I didn't have guilt about it. That was just your fault. You know, you weren't paying enough attention. You know? And I wasn't even generous enough to help you look for it after I took it I just, ah, oh, I just, that was just too much time. I wasn't willing to give up. And, uh, and that's what this is. And can I, can I be there for people and, uh, that are looking for this path too? And give them the time, you know. I can have these words and stuff, but sitting down and looking at another man's eyes, you know, and letting him know that I really given him time, you know, so he can get off his chest what's going on with him, you know. And somehow that must be happening more because I've got a slew of people coming. I got, I had three or four new people in the last week or so, you know. And I'm having to farm some of them out to people that I'm sponsoring because <laughs> I want to get to everybody. I just haven't got the range, you know. And, and that's what this is, you know. And somebody's saying, is that all you do? <laughs> I said, I'm so grateful I can do this stuff. Are you kidding? Is that all I do? <laughs> I want to do more, you know. Uh, because, because this gives me a life that I couldn't even dream of having before. And it isn't about stuff, you know. Every time I downsize my stuff, I'm freer, you know, and, and <laughs> that that's what this is about, you know, to be happy, joyous, and free. And as long as I'm holding anything on account, I'm not happy, joyous, and free. I can't be, you know, because I'm looking in the ledger, you know, and it's out of balance. <coughs> Somebody owes me, although I'll look at the stuff I owe, you know, just who owes me. And, uh, you know, that's what this is. It says... Uh, because I've had a spiritual awakening. That means I came, I came here, lost. I came to. That means I woke up in my own life and, and I began to have experiences of God working in my behalf beyond my ability to make it happen. And that was evidence that nobody had to point out because I could sit and say, yeah, you know. And it, it was way past coincidence because I had so many of them. You know, you call it an educational variety sometimes. Uh, me there's just evidence that God has been there in my life way before I even began to consider looking for God you know and and that's what this is you know god is is, it, is God the Father or is it God the mother you know if uh, my beloved you know and whatever makes sense for you so you can make that connection is uh what's essential you know um I started praying to Bob God. <laughs> The Lord of his life, we call it. That that first night I went there to that little nursery room. We were down there, downstairs in that uh, church. uh, You know, he said, they asked God to be here tonight for all of us so we could be better men. Man, he got me at that place. I didn't have that. (laughs) I didn't have that kind of God. I didn't have a warm personal relationship with a best friend, kind of someone who was there for me, you know. And he did. And he invited that guy to be in the room for all of us, you know. I don't know, but that turned me on. You know, I was willing to follow him home that night all the way up here to the high desert. <laughs> he said, it's not necessary, Reggie, we're going to be at Jose's restaurant tomorrow afternoon, you know. So I'm there a half hour earlier, stalking the parking lot, you know. you <laughs> nobody saw me, I've gotten arrested, you know. <laughs> But anyhow, uh, you know, this is a, this is a joy, you know, you're my people. In any place I'm in an AA meeting, I'm my people, you know. And, uh, I, frankly, I know everyone in here. Maybe I haven't talked to you yet, but I know you. You know, if you're in this room, you're just like me, you know. And, uh, and we want to uh, make sure that we have uh, the courage, uh, to help one another, you know. And don't, uh, don't cut anybody out of the herd. <laughs> you know, welcome them in and shove them into the middle so they don't get picked up, you know. And uh, so anyhow, I mean, there's a lot of things I can say about this, uh, but um, you've certainly been absorbing a lot of stuff already if you've gotten this far, and you're still sitting up. <laughs> <laughs> you got a few leaners here, but that's all right. You're still here. So thanks for being here. <laughs> When do we eat? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. At what point did you complete the steps the first time? When when did you start to sponsor? Okay, there are three questions. And in 50, in 50 36 years, how many times have you completed the steps? Okay, first question. The first time I completed the steps, it had to be uh, because uh, I had didn't have all the information. It had to be after I met Bob. You know, I liked the thought I'd had, but uh, I had had incomplete information. I didn't have the whole picture of recovery until I met Bob. And all the things that were missing, that have been given to me from other people, sponsors, and people that were generous enough to give me little pearls that I could live with in recovery. He provided the rest of the pieces. He just did. He just locked it all in. He showed me how to embrace this way of life all the way through uh, 12, you know, and beyond, you know, to do this and stay in the moment, stay in the day, you know, because right now is the only time I have, you know. None of us are guaranteed this afternoon, (laughs) not that I'm aware of, you know, but uh, I have it right now, and so... I completed these steps as a result of embracing this way of life that Anderson presented to me so I could have a complete picture of recovery and what was here for me to have. Prior to that, I I had servers. I had sponsoring people. I was two years sober when I had two people I was sponsoring. And uh, one of them is still sober, I know. (laughs) Not, Not of my doing. Uh, and said, "When did you start to sponsor?" Two years. Um, said, "In 36 years, how many times have you completed the steps?" Countless times. Countless times. They they resonate in me. I uh, I do book studies, and uh, right now we're we're in the middle of step five in one group, and in two in another group, and I go to book studies all the time, so I continually imprint this design for living in me. And, and it begins to resonate in me, and it it, it begins to uh, present this new character in my behavior so that uh, I can have this until I imprint this, because like my old habit pattern and my disease, uh, Anderson said it's like a tattoo. <laughs> it's like a tattoo on the inside. And every time I produced a bad behavior, it scored a groove in my consciousness until it was enough repeated enough, you know, if I smoke enough joints, if I drink enough booze, if I shoot enough drugs, uh, it's going to create a habit. The same thing with this new man. Every time I show loving kindness and a, and a sincerity of caring for another human being, it scores a groove. And the more grooves I score in there, the deeper it is, the more often I will go to that habit pattern. Because if I have a contrary action that I can go to, rather than my old thinking, I'm going to be able to stay out of my, at a jackpot I'll be able to stay out of that room where crazy Reggie rattles around. Because it's all there. You know, all my bad behavior is presently with me. My friend Pat used to say, hopefully I'm carrying the message, and not the disease, you know. Okay, it says, please talk about practice, uh, practice as a principle. Uh, Practice is the behavior I use to embrace the principles that are set out for me to have. You know, one through twelve is you have honesty and hope and and faith. Those three principles allow me to establish a relationship with my God, with His power, my indwelling Spirit, the Lord of my life, wherever you want to see that. And then you have steps four and five, six and seven. Both of them, they come in pairs, four and five. And four and five and six and seven help me establish a relationship with me in a healthy way for the first time in my life, maybe. You know? And then eight and nine. Uh, that, that, they come together. And they come together because it allows me to establish the best possible relationship with all people I come in contact with, as it says in the 12 by 12. And then 10, 11, and 12 are not maintenance steps. Those are steps that allow me to enrich my life and not collect new baggage from step ten. So if I've cleared away the wreckage of my past all the way through nine and have had a spiritual awakening where I am living on a spiritual basis now, then ten allows me to keep from collecting new baggage. Eleven is I I improve my conscious contact with God. I open up that channel that was a trickle it becomes a river, uh, and I can live my life to abundance. And then and then I go out and I. Share that abundance with everyone to come in contact with. Not just people in recovery. I can do it at the gas station, at the market, the place of business. My neighbor. <laughs> I don't have to jack him up because his wife ran over to flowers. <laughs> a lot of you heard that story, I'm sure. Anyhow, uh, that's the stuff that's waiting for me. I, I have a manageable life up and running in my, in me, and I learned not to go there. It says, how do you help the atheists? Um, I give them my time. I give them my care. Here, and anybody that comes here doesn't have a problem with God when they get here. A lot of people have a problem with it long afterwards because they're so self-sufficient. So we think. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, this uh, what that Jack say in California. He was over 55 years sober before he passed away. You know, he started, uh, H&I in California. Jack Prose and, uh, Bunny. Some people remember him. And, um, he was an atheist up the last couple of years, and I heard him talk at some Doris Wells funeral. He was talking, <laughs> he was talking about God. <laughs> I stood up and said, excuse me. <laughs> what have you done with Jack Prose? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, the, the good work and, and the attention and the to people who have that uh, non-belief whatsoever uh, will allow them the opportunity to find that level, you know, to God will reveal himself to all those who seek, you know, as I draw closer to build himself. And uh, that'll happen to an atheist instead. For some people, atheism is a lot easier to embrace in the power greater than ourselves than someone who had a belief, and then it was dashed to ribbons because of who knows what. You know, so. And it says here, Is it necessary to sponsor people to be present for the newcomer? Can we also serve that purpose by being meeting secretaries? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely, uh, yeah. not everybody can be a good sponsor. They don't have, I don't know what that uh, is necessary, but I have a couple of people I sponsor that are really good with H&I and with general service and stuff like that. And, and they're good with figures and the Burke work and they make sure that the meeting is present and ready for that event to take place. And, and they're behind the scenes and that's just the way they are, their personality. You know? But if you start with greeter at the door or, making coffee or, you know, and, and get passionate about it. You know, <laughs> Don't let anybody else get a commitment. Raise your hand for everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and there'll be a moderation that'll show up in your life where you'll let somebody else do something. You know, I was at Mason and Lassen and I got a job mopping the floor, you know, and that's a huge room, you know, 250, 300 people in there. And uh, I wrote my name on the mop handle, you know. <laughs> I came in there one day, ready to have my mop, man. I was on it, man. Was, Give me my hand. And they gave me the coffee commitment. You got 300 cup urns of coffee, you know. It was my coffee, you know. They couldn't fill them. They couldn't mix it. They couldn't set up. It. They could watch me because they send two or three people over. <laughs> Stay with me, man. <laughs> But any any start for being a part of a meeting, so you feel a part of something, is the place you need to get to. So it's a greeter at the door. Just, uh, uh, you know, the most expensive thing you can give somebody that costs you nothing is a smile, you know, and it'll be passed on wherever they go. And uh, it says here, can you talk about the difference between trying to carry the message? And succeeding at carrying the message. Well, uh, it says to try to carry the message, tried, tried as in past tense to carry this message and the practices principles in all my affairs. Now, I'm carrying the message in word and enlightenment of what I found that worked successful. It's up to you whether to believe me and embrace that and try it out for yourself or not. But you watch how I live my life and interact with people, that will tell you the man I am. You, know, you watch my feet more than my words, <laughs> you know. And um, the success is that I committed to this journey and uh, maybe to, to share the light, you know and I shine the light on the path just a little bit, you know. Uh, and that's all, just a little bit, you know. I um, I don't know how to do this by myself, you know. Never could and still don't. Time doesn't treat this thing, as Anderson said. I get a daily reprieve, you know. And it's in this moment I can have this fight. Like it says in the big book, may you find him now, you know. And of course, uh, God is referred to quite often in the masculine gender, but somehow that uh, lacks—that <laughs> lacks in the ability to define uh, my Lord. You know, I, I refer to my beloved in my own thoughts because it's uh, so much more than just that. Uh, you know, uh, my Creator, you know, my indwelling Spirit—I like that the most, I think. And uh, so that's what it is. If you're carrying this message. You're succeeding. Yeah, you're succeeding because you're bringing a better man. Uh, and, and that's the thing. And whoever hears something, you never know who's going to hear it either. you going to have somebody there bobbleheading like crazy and everything else. They haven't heard a thing. they just got Parkinson's or something. <laughs> <like that. laughs> and they're just whipping and jingling like crazy. You know, you think you got it. You know, and this guy's over here going, I don't know, you know. And he did something.